0: Welcome to Tentacle Croissant, where I am finally the official host for today's stream. And my guest here is Richard Grannon. What's going on, my brother? I'm very well, and it's very good to see you. Um, Yes, I'm, I'm very well, thank you. How have you been doing, sir? I've been doing so good, man. I'm literally, let's just say, transversing new digital terrain, boundary crossing with real life and the internet world with all of my streams currently, man. I I really, really like what you're doing with uh, Pierre Extra,
1: where you're taking it to the streets and talking to the crazy people of of the real world.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, just yesterday, I can't believe just happened yesterday, but um, I don't know if this is a good or bad thing. It was a really, really good occurrence, but definitely like uncharted territory when it comes to Internet interaction in real life where it completely blended. Um, Long story short. Somebody who lives in Prague, one of the viewers set up a whole scavenger hunt for me. Oh. And I went on the whole event for three hours. She's wow. leaving clues at different landmarks. We're trying to figure out what it is. Eventually we end up at this abandoned cabin. <laughs> <laughs> did she, I mean,
1: she touched you, Pierre. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what everybody was thinking. Like she led a whole treasure hunt. You know what I mean? Just, just and, to get you into the abandoned cabin. yeah oh my god like i would highly suggest anybody to go back on that last last live stream it's called the fan led me to an abandoned cabin and this is what i found but uh i'm trying to get a highlight title i've ever heard (laughs) yo i'm telling you i'm transversing new digital landscapes man this is there's nothing done like this ever so you know um i don't want to spoil the whole thing fuck it should i just quickly cover it real quick
1: yeah let him know. I, I I love it. It's really really fun, guys.
0: You should check oh out my Pierre God. Extra. It's, a, good it's fun. a fucking blast, man. On my second channel, Pierre Extra. So, long story short, she's like, "Hey, uh, I left you. I'm gonna leave you a gift, uh, Pierre. I'm gonna leave you a few clues. We end up at at uh, the dancing house. We look on the floor, or like, what the hell? It's a it's written in chalk, three letters, Noi. And I'm like, what the hell's a Noi? Oh, yeah, I, I looked for like 15 minutes for a Noi here. What? Turns out, Noi is a restaurant. I go there. The waiter's like, "Hey, uh, your friend actually bought you a drink here," and uh, so I sat there, ate my meal, and had my drink paid for. I've never seen her in my life. Don't know who the hell this is. Everybody's in the chat, just freaking out, like, "Who the hell is this stranger?" Pierre, are you sure you <laughs> want to go through with this? Is there something in the drink? What is? So, and then eventually, um all right. Now that you finished, go to the park next door. I'm like, okay. Follow that gray path. We go there, and it's the cabin. And she's like okay. okay now look for this illustration i find a rose illustration she's like now look under it And i'm like i'm not going anywhere near that cabin what do you mean man <laughs> put on the
1: blindfold if you trust me clarice <laughs> yeah
0: eventually uh there was a little like yellow the yellow box there underneath i was like i found it and i would reach in with a selfie stick because i don't want to put my hand in grabbed it and i looked I start freaking out. I'm like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. And then I go, I gotta, I gotta hide this guy's like, I gotta go. We get up on top of the hill and I open it, and it's a monetary gift, a hundred euro right there, man. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Nice. So man, that was that was just a fucking blast. And everybody was basically shitting themselves the entire time, including myself. I don't know what the yeah. fuck. I don't know why I decided to think that I could just do that and trust whatever direction I'm being taken. Yeah.
1: Let, let let me come on the next one i'll be uh your bodyguard on
0: the next one. <laughs> everyone's like dude is richard around can you call yeah. richard please like you're gonna go alone to this cabin like what
1: that's cool that is cool no i think i i, I love what you're doing with it and it is um it's in line i guess with what we're talking about today as far as like breaking boundaries and you know really uh as you say, moving across the lanes, which you're good at, you're, you're you're going fully intradimensional on that one. I love that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was actually curious on what your opinion is in terms of these types of streams and what's happening there, because you know I know that you constantly state that you're a private person. You know, you don't want to reveal too much. And when it comes to like social media usage and real life and where that intersects and where it doesn't, like what what are your opinions and perspective on the whole thing?
1: Um, I, I. For me, for me personally, to, to do to do what you do, uh, well, the, the totality of what you do is beyond the upper limits of my courage uh, for, for 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 pretty much everything. As far as the social media goes, I mean, um, I, I always have. I'm always very consciously like in my false self. I'm like, okay, which parts of, of do you want to let people know? Because I I imagine myself in my grandiosity as an Egyptian pharaoh. And I'm like, they must never know the real me because they'll put mm. a curse on me. They must only know the the simulation of me. Um, and I've I've stuck to that and it, it kind of works to a degree. But then with this book that's coming out, I'm telling really, really intimate stuff that like and so okay. I'm sort of thinking, fuck, maybe I should be a little bit more of, of me online. I mean, at the moment I'm stri- it's a service. I provide a service to people with PTSD. Uh, so it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel necessary, but then I'm, I'm wondering going forward, maybe I should do more stuff like you, and maybe I should just show up as, as me and be like, okay, instead right. of be, instead of showing up as a function, show up as a person.
0: Right. I think, uh, when you first started doing all of this, the way that you approached it was absolutely appropriate for the context of how everything was, you know, I think it worked well. Strangely enough, this also lines in with astrology and I know people can be on the, the teeter-totter when it comes to astrology, but uh, when I read this book, basically it, it, it explains the age of Aquarius and one of the key principles is transparency. Mm-hmm. And apparently we've been in the age of Pisces for thousands of years or something. And mm-hmm. uh, a key component of that sign, which you are <laughs> now mm-hmm. that I think H-I-N. about it, mm-hmm. it, explain, it, it literally is exactly what you just described, which is the, the Piscean way of uh, living has two faces, the, where the, the persona and the, the real self have a huge boundary. There it is, exactly the the symbol of the two fishes swimming. Where
1: swim in opposite directions.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. So then you have Aquarius, which is just full transparency, and uh, it, it's really coincidental that things are moving along the same lines, and your your vision is moving with that too. I knew we were destined for great things, Pierre,
1: but now you've <laughs> revealed that we're actually the the lunatic prophets of a new aeon,
0: <laughs> which is why <laughs> when we take off, it comes true. I was going to say, what is our record? What is it? Fucking two out of four so far. <laughs> not it's not bad. It's, it's
1: got to the point where I'm like, we really need to start summoning good things into existence. Let's be like, oh, and then everybody was happy and they hit a new level of consciousness and they never realized
0: they could be so happy with so little. It was wonderful. That's what we need You're to right. start summoning. <laughs> I mean, you know, Uh, coincidentally, or ironically enough, after I decided to say, fuck this drama commentary nonsense I've been absorbing myself in for the last four or five months, almost, Mm -hmm. I was just like, I'm going to just do these random live streams on YouTube, which just came Mm -hmm. out really organically. Mm -hmm. And, uh, everybody is feeling, like you said, really good and connected and awesome. And, um, it feels really good to be a part of too. Well, I'm glad that you did the commentary thing because I remember
1: saying to you back in... Uh, maybe it was December where I was like, "You, you just need, you just need to show up and do you. You really don't have to do anything. Just do you. Just give them access." But the the I I I kind of wondered if you're a little bit like me. There was kind of like um, you wanted to dominate the uh, the YouTube algorithm. You wanted to be like, "I can fucking yeah. make fifty thousand subscribers pop up in three months," which is what I yeah, yeah. did. Um, so you, it's, it's necessary. It's necessary to do that first. And now that you've done that, you can you can enjoy and, and chill which is great.
0: Yeah, that, that that was definitely the plan. It was along the same lines of what you're saying. It was like a tactical strategizing maneuver, you know, what I mean storm the castle for a little bit, take it yeah. over and chill in it for a bit, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> then move on to the next castle, do it yeah. again, you know.
1: Yeah. 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 So um the uh the topic for today, this particular topic um I noticed like the way the way that you worded it, it made me think of something that was on my mind anyway, which was the, in the tarot, they talk about the sacred and the profane, particularly the lover's card. People think when the lover's card comes up, that it means, oh, you'll be in love. And I'm like, nah, we got, we got other cards for that. That's not, oh, you'll be in love. It's usually more of a choice and it's a really deep choice between a choice between sacred love and profane love. And the love, the different types of love, like the love you might have for your mother versus the love that you would have for a girlfriend. So when when you suggested it today, I was like, this is cool. This is, this is actually something that's been on my mind quite a bit recently. What was it that inspired you, Mr. Pierre?
0: Well, um, an incident happened the other day. And, uh, in in addition to everything that's been happening within the streams, the last few days, uh, it turns out I figured out at least, uh, a logical reasoning why the things are the way that they are but in the last few streams after the the weekend it was a four-day holiday weekend in the czech republic saturday sunday monday tuesday celebrate holidays all the time mm. and uh the streams for the last week was just entirely wholesome no belligerent people yelling at me nothing no cat calling no like ridiculous shit and then this one stream on uh tuesday night what monday night i i got like I went by three to four groups of people that were just hollering, just like laughing at me. And I had to like laugh back and I had different ways in the confrontational playbook that I did that utilized, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and then I saw a couple the other day in the afternoon in broad daylight. It was a couple wearing white lives matter (laughs) Mm t-shirts. And if you're wearing that in the cultural context of the day, usually Mm -hmm. with the antagonistic, you know, reasoning so then i kind of just like stared at it. i was like whoa, whoa what is that eventually we kind of pass and we're kind of like looking back and forth toward, towards each other and they're staring at me and i stare at them and i go what's up and then they go they're like look at look at look at look at. Like, hey, hey, hey. and then i just go good shit i love it yeah 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 awesome and then they kind of turned around and left right <laughs> and i've never ever had a weekend or a few days of any of that out here Maybe one comment every two months, something like that in Prague. You know, it's a safe place. People keep to themselves. This stuff doesn't happen. And they don't get all, you know, politically outspoken out here. You know, it's not mm-hmm. part of the culture. So I'm like, what is going on out here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, turns out there's a quite a few factors. Everybody's been holed into three to four months under quarantine, you know, right. all these repressed emotions and uh, blah, 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 just getting uh, radicalized by internet media looking at what's happening in the world getting all crazy another reason the four-day weekend apparently the government was pushing for national tourism so people from the midwest or let's say the equivalent to middle america the those those fringe parts of the czech republic came to prague and everybody was in their touristic um sinful vomiting phase you know Mm so uh with those reasonings combined i concluded like okay that's the reason why for this just for this past week and everybody just went crazy but it made mm-hmm. me think like okay so three to four months out in lockdown people look up all this content they're frustrated they're you know involuntarily celibate their incels for three to four months you know and all these things will people come out of this more refined or just animalistic right
1: Yeah, it's a, that's a beautiful question. So you're, you're, you're seeing the beginnings of maybe seeing an animalistic swing uh, in the in your environment in Prague, which, as you say, is quite calm, really?
0: Yeah, even even my friend, picky Mickey, who's a a black American moved out here. Um, He said he's getting more looks he's he's lived there for 10 years. Uh, So he's getting more looks, uh, vicious looks from with him and his girlfriend and also there had been three fights on the river which you would never even see fights on the river ever mm. like, during a party night. So I'm like, yo, is this going is a temporary thing because of this lockdown or did something switch or did people just lose their empathy over the last 3-4 months, you know, became a uh, desocialized in one way?
1: I think one of the things that the last 3 months if you take everything that has um that has occurred and package it together and wrap it up in a little bow and hence send us out into the universe. It's a whole big box of crazy. Like you say, people are inside. They're not seeing each other, so they're only interacting through the internet, which is it's not. It's it's fucked up. Um, which is which is why I'm so looking forward to coming to to see you in in Prague because it's it's just different when you're just in a room with somebody sure. chilling with them. You can't. The problem with our technology, I slam it all the time, but it's great. It's a it's a wonderful thing. Um, but one of the issues is is that tricks us. Like we can think we've seen each other, and we kind of have, but it's not. There's something not quite there, right. and you 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 start to starve the human soul, uh, the mind. It it starves for for contact, and in that backdrop of starving of contact and starving of love and genuine connection, uh, we do warp. We are some more vulnerable than others. You know, Everybody who's connected to people on social media will have seen some people really have struggled during the lockdown. Their use of social media gets more and more erratic over time as they start to uh, fall mm-hmm. apart a little bit. So, so there is that, I mean, it's high pressure times and um, there is radicalization is going on for sure, for sure, mm-hmm. the recent events have radicalized people and are pushing people into the extremes. Um, because we can't reach out and touch each other spiritually, psychologically, physically, it's very, very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. We need that contact. We need that connection.
0: Yeah, my uh, my friend Picky Mickey, who is even saying that friends that he knew before the lockdown just five months ago mm-hmm. are all junkies now. Not all of them, but like a few of them just developed a hardcore drug habit over the last three or four months. So they drink heavily now, or they're just twacked out on something.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there is there is a theory. It was put forward by it's a hypothesis uh, by uh, Johan Hari, who's a, a British African uh, a journalist, and and basically he summed up based on his research. He has a TED talk. Uh, Johan Hari, his name is, and he was saying like isolation creates drug addiction. Drug addiction is a symptom yeah. of being lonely. Yeah. It's being isolated. Yeah. So um, it's it it's tough, man. It's it's and people are struggling, and I I really feel that I feel people's pain. Um, and you can see the critical thinking skills are, are crumbling as the boundaries crumble, you know, intense yeah. trauma and stress. It leads to an infantilized response, man.
0: Yeah. turns out we can learn from rats a lot more than we expected Too, There's another rat experiment where I, I'm sure you've heard of this. If there were two rats, one being put in a place with uh cocaine in the water supply with nothing to play with. Mm-hmm. and uh, that's the rat that ended up being addicted to cocaine. Mm-hmm. Uh, another rat got put into a cage with a cocaine-infected uh, water supply but also had more rats to play with as well as a little hamster wheel and a yeah. little ball to play with and other things. The rat intentionally chose not to do the drugs. Yeah, yeah, because
1: what, what is it? We've we we we've mythologized addiction in a weird way. I mean, that was my experience of cocaine was um, – I was bored. I was an in, like a, a guy sure. who needs intellectual stimulation working as a manager for a static security firm and nightclub security. And, you know, I love my and brothers and sisters, but it, it's not exactly, they're not going to go hard on you with like Marx versus Nietzsche versus Adler. That shit isn't going to be a conversation. And so boredom. I just started snorting coke, yeah. I think, because I was fucking bored. I needed stimulation. So it makes, it makes sense. And I think in the backdrop of this lockdown, I, I have seen, uh, with my own followers, like, uh, one of the things that really concerns me with my following at the moment is they are really, really looking for a cult and they're really looking for what they call a community. And so I'm questioning them and saying, what's this community, what's it for? and do you mean you're lonely because if you're lonely you would be so much safer if you just said i'm lonely but when you uh transmutate it into oh i want a community you're making mm-hmm. yourself really vulnerable you know and um I, I do think that loneliness is part of it
0: yeah the, it's, it's really unfortunate because even me and my other friend the other night had a discussion where it's like all of the communal practices to heal trauma and actually foster some genuine connection are all usually line in line with a cult uh protocol and it's like wait but like you know where is that line in terms of like because to be honest the way for example the behaviors in order to you know you're in a group you you Mm -hmm. you let go of like how you really feel, you're being honest and you have a genuine connection with people. That's all great stuff. I mean, that should yeah. be how we kind of operate as people. We should yeah. be, you should feel vulnerable enough to be honest and trust each other and then develop a stronger bond. Mm. But that actual procedure itself is so in line with so many abusive cults out there that is there. Is it possible to find a community that allows no. this to happen without any of that, no. you know what I mean? I- I, I, I would say absolutely not.
1: I would, that, yeah. and this, this is going to be my follow up to my followers is like, guys, what, what community? Why would you ask for that? It's, think about it, it's really odd. I, I was asking myself, like, where do I want a community? So is it martial arts? No. Is it in dance? No. Is it in music? No. Like, what are you, why don't you just say you want friends? Why do you change it to the word community? (laughs) Just say you want friends. That's a different thing, and that's an achievable goal. I personally don't believe there's any such thing as a pH neutral online community space. I think they're all poisonous, all poisonous.
0: Yeah. Are you specifically just stating online is purely that could only end up negative, or do you think those uh, in-person situations could also only lead to negativity too? Well, I would be... Careful about
1: treading on other people's political beliefs, but I'm not a fan of collectives. I'm not a fan of collectivism. I'm an individualist, and I yeah. don't believe in groups. I'm I'm very much like Nietzsche in that regard, where I say, you know, the the dumbest you'll ever see a human being is in a fucking group. He he didn't say it like that. He said it nice and eloquent. <laughs> I said it like the dumbest a fucking person's going to be is in a group, but it's the truth. We're dumb in groups, so. I'm not big on communities, collectives, communes, communism. I'm not down for that shit, man. I don't. You yeah. know, I, there's a documentary out there somewhere. It shows hippies in a commune, and the first thing that happens with the hippies in the commune uh, was a dominance hierarchy formed. Like that. Right. Like yep.
0: That, straight away. Yeah, it, it's just natural. It's just yeah. absolutely natural yeah. for that to occur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. I don't know, I, I refuse to believe that it's only purely gonna end up terribly. Is it, I mean, I, there has to be a way to develop a so-called community without just ridding yourself of your individualization, you know?
1: I think. I think it's the approach. So my attitude would be, what do you want from your community? If you want family, love, religion, validation, you are fucked. You are fucked. You have to be like, what do I actually there want you- from a community? And you have to be super limited and super boundary. Don't use yeah. your don't use your Wellington boot as a hat. It's the wrong tool for the job. It's a shitty hat. It's a great Wellington boot. Do you know what a Wellington boot is? Is that a British thing? Giant rubber boots up to your knees. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't have sex without them, man. I I, well, I can have sex without <laughs> I can't come. And so it's pointless. <laughs> I need to plug myself back in. I'm so sorry. I forgot my child.
0: wait wait, that's why you made me wear
1: those the other night well dude i mean i like to obviously the sex is nice but eventually i want to come and
0: go to sleep jesus you'll go you'll you'll go all night if i don't stop you that's like another i thought it was just another level of protection my friend oh he leaves anyways so (laughs) where'd you go richard (laughs) um can you hear me though richard can you hear me no okay I have to wait. He, he's getting what what a great time to just disconnect after that amazing absolutely amazing um come on homeboy don't let me down now we just ended off on the wellington boat i was like you could have just done that before we started talking about our fetishes you left right after you stated that just wanted it to be as awkward as possible for you yeah it was very awkward you did your job my friend um <laughs>
1: So yeah, we've so, got, okay. we got to limit. we got to limit what we want from a community for it to work. Yeah,
0: I think you hit the nail on the head in terms of the the nuances and in, in terms of finding that community. Like, what are you trying to substitute exactly? You know, and if you are trying to substitute those those trauma holes, then it's only going to end up terribly. I will say, I'm trying. I was trying to think of communities that usually end up long sustaining and stuff, and they're usually like hobby groups. Where you're allowed to externalize the focus to something outward that isn't so that's just a trauma bonded with, you know what I mean? So, for example, you find in my case, electric unicycling uh community, or when I was doing magic tricks, it was just a circle of magicians, you know. If you like basketball, it allows to for you to escape yourself and as well as others, and they join into a common thing that isn't ideologically infected. I think those are the types of communities that are long-term.
1: Yeah, maybe uh, maybe if there's nothing to win, there has to be nothing to win. Um, there you go. There has to yeah, be maybe, yeah, yeah, that's probably it. So what we have here, this is a community. Pot- Potent here, measure twice is here. So we speak on Instagram on each other's posts. We speak here. It's loose. It's low um, low demand, and is no there's nothing to win. Now, if we wanted to is. fuck yeah. yeah, if we wanted to fuck it up, we could create a forum. Where people would be fighting to get attention from you or from me directly. And there's something to win is uh what is it? The notice me senpai meme that goes around. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you so, know that that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, so so well people started commenting it on my video on my videos when p- other people comment like a little disc comment would be like, Oh, notice me senpai. And I'm like, what the fuck are these kids talking about? So that, and that's what they—that's where the fight would be. And it gets nasty. It gets passive aggressive. People mm. go into dominance hierarchy mode. They're in the reptilian part of their brain and they've forgotten why they were there to be, or they've forgotten what they're ostensibly there for. Oh, I thought this was a community for healing CPTSD and overcoming narcissistic abuse. No, it's for getting your cyber wang out, banging it against other people's cyber wangs to see who's the biggest and thickest. Everything mm. goes that way uh, uh, if there's something to win on the table mm.
0: yeah i think the competitive nature definitely is just bound to collapse or unravel at one point here's a comment here uh every community even in hobbies gets kind of toxic knitting 3d printing jewelry vaping communities have gotten become toxic as human nature as well too you know so i think you're always going to risk that depending on whatever community you might be a part of but i think the the chances of it devolving to that definitely lessen a bit when there's an out external focus
1: I'd like to add another axis or, or factor here, um, which is immersion. So if it's very immersive, the more immersive it is, the more dangerous Ooh. it is. Yeah. So you go on your unicycle uh, yeah. forum once a week for an hour. How the fuck are you going to be emotionally invested in that, bro? But if you're on five yeah. hours a day, like hammering it out, I know everything there is to know about unicycles. I've been unicycling more... Suddenly you're fucking like, that's what I used to say to the guys uh, in the red pill community. They would be like, oh, I can't do this. I have no confidence. I can't do that. I'm like, you're online on a community which is an echo chamber for 15 hours, 15 hours a week. It's like a job. That's the second job. So somebody attacks you in that avatar, the space that you created where you invested so much and your avatar lives. Of course, you're going to get all butthurt and
0: salty about it. That's true. Yeah, you, you work any job. No, you're inside. You're in a different, you could be physical. You're in one location for so long. You drive crazy. You, you drive yourself crazy. You you mean you live in one place for so long that doesn't cater to your standards, you'll go crazy too. I think yeah. uh yeah, I think you've mentioned this before. Like a, a human being needs these, what's it called, different lanes of yeah. externalization in order to level yourself out. You know, That's depending it. doesn't even matter what specific interests you're you're in, if you focus everything on that you are definitely imbalanced in one way, huh? And that's the same with relationships. Too much pressure on one person in a relationship, the whole thing
1: crumbles, man, which is we're not really talking romance today, but that's one of the recurrent themes that's coming up for for me again and again, is uh, boys and girls, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't pressure another human being like that. Don't make it so that they're the be all and end all of your life. It's too much, it's too much.
0: Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Let's go back to like the, that group thing. I think the healthiest groups are people that just casually meet up once a week just for that one meeting to shuffle cards or play shuffleboard mm-hmm. or you know skateboard and then they go on do their own lives and then come back together. It goes with friend groups too. You know, um, the friend groups, healthy ones or healthy friendships allow the other person to do whatever the hell they need to do for like a month and then you can meet up again. And then nothing's changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's uh, one of the things I heard when I was still
1: in my 20s was um, somebody said, if you want to break up a friend's group, go on holiday together, spend seven to seven days with each other. If you really want to fuck it up, spend 14 days with each other. It's it like intimacy is a great thing. Connection is a good thing, but boundaries are just as beautiful. They're just as beautiful because the closer you get to somebody, this is a Jordan Peterson point. I do give him credit where credit is due. The more you're swimming in their unconscious and the more they're mm-hmm. swimming in yours and unconscious is a blind spot. They're now um, in your blind spots. You're in their blind spots. You're into ego. It's it can look like narcissism when it really isn't. Uh, it, it, it's, we need contact and we need boundaries we need yin we need yang we need balance and we need to be adults man and that's the challenge of the times
0: yeah i mean okay so, so to go back on the the main question of the this video chat like do you think that this animalistic wave is just with a certain group and do you think it's temporarily or temporary or do you think that after this may like year or six months of just this, uh, what do you call it? The vomiting, it's gonna end up being more, you know, yeah, you know, utopian.
1: <laughs> I think,
0: um,
1: I think no matter what, we never go back. It's pre COVID and post COVID. That's, that's yeah. life now. Um, so there won't be a return. There, there, I think that life can be really good for some people the, the people who choose consciously for it to be good and build their lives around it to be good, it's gonna be good. For those who try to go backwards and yeah. regain their status in the former dominance hierarchy, Ooh, okay. they're, the, they're the ones who are easiest to radicalize. Look, the world is changing. Right. And, right. and everything, like the our identities are changing. And I've been triggered by this shit, man. I got triggered racially. People are sending me stuff like, here's a guide for white people so you can learn. And I'm like, Would you go fuck yourself in the eye? And I get angry. And I get, but I get tribally angry. And I'm like, oh now you traumatized me right in the identity group. So my egoic fight response is from the identity group. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I'm I've taken too many psychedelics to fucking do this seriously. And I found the only thing that works to heal that moment of trauma is to reach out to people and reconnect with them. They probably don't even know. I might just send somebody a funny meme and they don't even know why I'm sending it to them. And then they go, lol. And I go, oh,
0: I feel better again. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, on, on the same end, like I felt the inklings and the itchiness of radicalization within that time period. Yeah. It was so infuriating to see what was happening online and everywhere else and mm-hmm. directly connects to your own past traumas with people you've known or your own personal experience. It's really hard, especially yeah. when you're locked in all day to research more of this, to not go down that path. I, I sensed it within that same week. I unplugged because I could just like, whoa, what, hold on. What am I doing? What am I yeah. doing? Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. just purely irrationally furious through yeah. powered by rage at this point. Yeah. And, uh, to think about how many people are still going through that right now, it's just kind of frightening. Well, think about how unplugged you are generally. You said you had to unplug.
1: So to the extent that you are plugged, you had to unplug and you're super fucking unplugged. I'm super unplugged. We're living outside and as we could hear the noise coming from the tribe back in the village yeah. and you start to like that, that song they're singing is infecting you and you're like, yeah, I need to fucking move my hop,
0: man this hut's too fucking yeah. close. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, that way, like 200 meters. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like wearing noise cancellation headphones, but it's still so loud that you can feel the, the, the bass rumbles. You know what I mean? You don't hear the actual voices of the treble, but you can just feel it, like hearing a rave from off in the distance, you know? And at that point it was like, yo, fuck, I need to get out of here. And that's when my live stream started. Cause I was like, what are we going to solve if we just continuously work in circles powered by rage and like this irritable pettiness? We yeah. just have to move now, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, uh, that, and that's that was what I was trying to
1: that's what I was trying to say to people about this before. I just said it was like, OK, I, I, there's no point talking about this now. Not now. Like, leave it in six months, maybe rekindle a conversation. But right. this is. Yeah. It's never going to, like, it's not. All that happens is this one gets stronger and this one gets stronger. And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. if I put, and it just gets more muscular. And you think, we're not, we're not moving forward like that, man. You have to, and it's, but it's frightening. I understand people don't want to do it. You have to let chaos in. You have to let collapse in. So you go, okay, let's collapse. And I was like, whoa, I don't know. I might lose my place on the table if I let it collapse. And I'm like, I think we're at that point. We got to let this go, man. We got to let it go. Yeah
0: you know, one interesting thing that I saw within myself, as well as the, the viewers on the new live streams, we we all kind of collectively agreed in our communal society that has no negative intentions, I promise. <laughs> but it was, uh, you know, I, I wanted to start these things off as like a date in Prague, purely just romance, fun, view- viewing the city, we're eating at fancy restaurants, no drama, no negativity, things like that. And, uh, even to me as well as the viewers we open up to like oh fuck like this is possible we can make video content that doesn't have to revolve around he said she said or this group sucks and this group sucks but for the last four months we forgot that that's even an option at all and in in my eyes i was like oh shit i have a video camera doesn't mean i only can talk about this wait a minute people enjoy this and a lot of people started commenting hey, Pierre, this is the type of content I didn't even know I enjoyed. I didn't even know mm. I needed this because mm. there's nothing like that that exists,
1: you know? And and it's only been possible once the Czech Republic came out of the lockdown. So yeah. if you had been forced to stay inside and there are no restaurants open, you stay in the political radicalized confrontation-based soup. When you get back outside, the sun hits your skin, you feel a little different and you see people and you see that dumb faces and you're like, people aren't really monsters. They're just kind of dumb. It's okay. And then, and then you chill out, you,
0: you, you start <laughs> again. So it's, and, a, and, it's unforgiving to be in a lockdown. And even better than that, people are actually pretty good. In a comparison, of how bad you might think people are, <laughs> I've only really interacted with really wholesome, friendly people on the live streams. Met people randomly; it only had friendly interactions. And to see the response of a bunch of people on the chat going, "Oh my god, they're so friendly! They're so friendly!" Whoa, whoa, whoa. there's like they're really nice! Whoa, he even bought yeah. you a thing! You know, you bought other thing. And uh, it's like we almost forgot that human nature can still be good. Naturally. Our natural state is love. And it's not love with a big
1: L. It's just um it's just a little L. It's like uh Yeah, you you you, you're okay. Why? Oh you have a head. You just have (laughs) have a head and you're here. So fine. Here's here's a beer. There you go. Enjoy. Here's whatever. And and that that that's actually our natural state, which is As people become more traumatized and isolated, they forget that and they start to believe they're living in a loveless world, a love deficit world. And then we create a love deficit world. We create a confrontational world because it's the nightmare ideology that we're consuming. Um, But it's it's not real. It's not fucking real. There's just not that many hateful people out there. In reality, it has to be tricked into us. It has to be summoned through black magic. Uh, uh, through satanic magic into being.
0: Yeah, you know, um, I I know I keep bringing up my streams, but the reason why, it, it, it really genuinely does represent a larger image. These things are almost these sociological experiments as a byproduct. You know, to have all of these people come out with me to experience real life. You, st- you see the interactions with people watching from a distance online and what real life also involves as well. So I'm getting a lot more intel from this than I even expected in the first place. One common thing is like, for example, the, the treasure hunt yesterday, it was from a complete stranger on the internet. I do not advocate for anyone to follow the path that I did. Don't, don't do what I did. But... The result from it is quite revealing in the way that everybody thought I would get murdered, which is a very, which is a reasonable thing to kind of think about with strangers. Like, Hey, I left this thing in a cabin here. And everybody's like, Pierre, like, don't do it. Call the police, bring a friend, do this, do this. Turns out it was a lovely, lovely viewer of mine who just wanted to do something really kind, really friendly and make it entertaining as well, Yeah, which is you know, is an option. It's not always just murder, murder, murder. You know, yeah. there's there's another way around this.
1: The mainstream media is a lot to answer for in this regard. I remember when I first started working online and I was working on eBay and I was shown eBay. I had to learn eBay like, duh, yeah. what is this? And I was like, how the fuck does this work? Everybody should be ripping everybody else off. Like this should never function on any day because you pay a stranger and they don't have to give you anything
0: that's like, right
1: yeah it's a feedback system but i was like fuck your feedback system i would worked in the security industry so my reality tunnel was totally dark i'm like people are violent thieves ebay mm. works fine there are thieves on there but it works actually it works fine yeah this, i uh oh sorry go ahead uh it's actually it's such a long point that
0: i have to make i'm actually withdrawing it right now please <laughs> are you sure okay um out of a, a similar situation, I was walking with a friend in, in Disneyland or something, and they made this giant cake, some outlandish, you know, extra large, extra ass cake that was like twice the size of a human being. And I was walking with my friend. I looked at her. I was like, isn't it, isn't it kind of crazy how thousands of people walk by this cake every single day and we collectively decide to, to not smash a giant hole through the top layer? You know, like we're actually really civilized to be yeah. able to get in a group together and not just yeah. ruin this entire cake that literally all it takes is just. So the slightly longer point that I'm going to keep short.
1: Um, yeah. You've seen the movie Seven, right? Uh, no, you mentioned it quite a bit. Oh, wait, oh. have I seen it? All of you must watch really? Seven Boys and Girls with uh, Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. It's a great movie. It's very disturbing though. I have to warn you. It, it harps on a theme it's it's based in new york but it's never said it's a metropolis that's constantly raining, and people do terrible terrible things to each other in the city and uh it's clearly based on new york and there is a famous case probably most people who aren't around my age won't remember it uh, it's called the kitty genovese case where allegedly a woman in new york was repeatedly and loudly raped for an hour neighbors okay in New York in the um, high rise tenements leaned out the window and said shut up. And uh, they knew it was going on and they didn't do anything and they didn't call the police. This is still cited to this day as an example of how awful New Yorkers are and of how Mm. awful human beings are in urban environments. There's only one fucking problem with this story. It's horse shit. The Kitty Genovese story that you guys all know. I looked into the uh, the background of it. It's a lie. The journalist Wrote that story because they knew that New Yorkers primarily would love to consume stories of how awful New Yorkers are. And then the rest really? of America consumed. Yeah. The rest of America consumed that's, that's it. That's bullshit. Are you sure? It, yeah, the story that she was um that people knew she was being raped for an hour and nobody even called the police is utter nonsense. A woman was assaulted, but nobody knew she was being assaulted. Nobody knew she was being assaulted.
0: Okay. Was it that one or was it the one with the knife, the stabbing the bystander effect situation? Is that, is that the same one or is that a different one? Uh, The the, well, people cite Kitty
1: Genovese as a, as a, a bystander effect situation, but it wasn't. Nobody actually knew. So, so when I drilled down and I was like, who's the first person who knew that a young girl was being loudly and violently raped and sat, back and watch their cuz the allegation was New Yorker's just went back and carried on watching TV. I was like okay, mm. let's, let's find the name of the first person. There is no name of the first person because it didn't transpire that way. It was a, it's a story based on the fantasy, the nightmare fantasy of a single journalist. Interesting.
0: Huh. Yeah, it Nowadays, or even I think for a, a while, I think if uh, at least one person sets the chain reaction of taking action, the rest will usually follow in good light. But I think it what's difficult is for that first person to really go about doing their thing.
1: I think, I think if you're talking about violence where you see somebody being stabbed uh, or like there's a case, sorry guys, this is a little bit gross if you have it, there was a case, I'll keep it clean, in Canada where somebody was beheaded on a bus. And again, the media reports, Canadians, Canadian media, talking about Canadians, cowards, weak, somebody was beheaded, nobody did anything. I'm like, Monday morning, 7.30, I'm nursing a little bit of a hangover. I'm depressed because I'm going back to work. Somebody's head is cut off in front of me. I'm trained for this shit my whole life. I'd love to think I'd jump up and fucking kick him in the head. I don't think I would. I think there'll be a good five seconds of me going, what the actual fuck is happening. You'd go into shock. That's different. The Kitty Genovese case was people knew. So like me and you are sat here and you're in your apartment, I'm mine. You know a crime is happening to a young girl right now. You don't call the police. That was the allegation. Totally false. Somebody gets stabbed in front of you and you don't immediately rush in like a hero. I'm not going to condemn you because your whole body and biology is designed to freeze you first. It's your first primal response is don't move. So when you get into a fight, the problems are not that you don't know what to do or you don't know the techniques, it's that you shit your pants and you don't want to fucking move forward to
0: where the threat is. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, it definitely depends on the spectrum of what you're witnessing, you know? I mean, people freeze up when the waiter asks them, like me, <laughs> yeah. what are you having like Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I yeah. want him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So You see violence playing
1: out and you're like, well, I don't know who this is. I don't know what this is. It could be organized crime. This could be until you really get a sense of what's going on. You're not going to just jump in and fly and fly forward like a, like a hero. I mean, that's just, it's not realistic yeah. to expect untrained people to do that.
0: Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's a thing that I think everybody is guilty of. Definitely me and I'm sure many others that, you know, we're naturally attuned to focus on negative things. And I think, you know, that the reason why is because our brains are programmed to solve issues and why solve an issue that's not there. So we look at a negative situation, we fixate on it because that's what allows our brain to exercise itself to figure out its problem solving mechanisms and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, because our brains are focused on that very thing to look for that and then fixiate, you forget that actually like standard in in what like most first world let's say not middle class but you know everyday casual living that most people even in third world countries people are even if not more civilized and more friendly and more warm and you know these interactions are the standard as opposed to just everybody saying fuck you every two seconds I, th- I think, I think it's,
1: uh, it's the lens we put on everything. It's the lens we put on charity. It's the lens we put on interaction. I've always, like people say, oh, nobody wants to help anyone. Nobody wants to give to charity. And I'm like, well, first of all, that's not true. When you do a charity drive in a place like the UK, people give hand over fist. So the idea that we're miserly is false. It's completely unfair. It's also the symbolism of it. Like how clear is it that somebody needs help? If you put a family in anybody's back garden and said, "There's Bill, there's Mary, and there's their son, Vincenzo." I don't know why that's my that's my middle name, by the way. I, did I ever nice share that with you? I'm I'm Vincenzo. Now people know. Um, and if you could see them and you saw their faces, it, ethnic boundaries wouldn't count. N- religious boundaries wouldn't count. Nobody's going to sit there eating food, watching three innocent people starve. Nobody. Nobody, nobody, it's not gonna happen. You walk down the street, you hear a mother screaming, my baby, my baby, and a guy is pulling a four-year-old to a white van, you move. Two men are stabbing each other, maybe you don't move. Maybe you're like, let these fucking idiots sort it out because they're I, think, I think we're too quick to condemn human nature. If the perception in the first five seconds of realizing what's going on is real clear, you would probably find you'll take a bullet for a kid that's, that's not your kid. You probably would if with no prior warning, no nothing. If the circumstance was clear, that child's going to get hurt and I need to do this, but I probably will get shot doing it. In that moment, you're probably going to choose to get shot. You'll probably pick the kid up, turn your back and get shot. That's proven that that happens all the time.
0: If you think about it biologically, through my loose pseudo understanding of it, it would aid our survival if we were naturally attuned 100%. 100%. to risk our own lives to save others. You know, it's the same with the Kitty Genovese case, who's
1: a 22 year old girl. We're hardwired to protect the young, and we're hardwired sorry for people who think this is sexist to prioritize women over men. So, w- what society? ethnicity would have nothing to do with it in that moment you live here you're a new yorker i live here okay you're in trouble you if you're screaming because you're drunk then fuck you and people scream in cities because they're drunk but if you're screaming because you need help nobody's 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 going to ignore that nobody nobody is going to ignore that it the only the person the psychopath perpetuating the actual crime is going to ignore it so yeah it's uh it's easy to fall into these uh, traps. These uh, this way of thinking about things.
0: Yeah, I mean, c- I mean, considering where where the world is right now with the whole polarization thing, do you think that we're still maintaining that kind of moral standard, that moral boundary, even though we were locked in for four months? Do you think that dissolute dissolved a bit of that uh, programming? In a they're they're, fight, they're fighting. They're fighting like hell to dissolve it. They're trying. Natural. This is an
1: experiment to dissolve natural human kindness and um, the tendency to look after each other. Um, they're fighting hard to to give it as big of a kicking as they possibly can. And so, yeah, some people will will weaken. Some people have weakened. I've seen people fall prey to to extremism, and then I've seen people snap the fuck out of it too inside of two weeks. I'm like, oh, lost one. Oh no, they're back. It's okay, you know. Um, yeah. It's it's a danger for sure. You're right to identify that in this particular time that it's a danger for sure. It is.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. I guess um, the energy is all there. It's just where you choose to send it outward. In in my case, it was like, let me fight against it. Oh, wow, well, this is not working. What am I doing? What happens if I just take that same energy and just completely shot it the other way, which is the more loving, kind, communal, compassionate situation? Mm-hmm. And it really is rippling, and it's, I feel it kind of moving towards that direction. I rarely, in the last month or so, have had that really crazy irritable leech in the back of my neck telling me to focus on some other ideological, you know, complaint. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, and it is, it
1: is ideology, and it is poison, and I think that we all have to have an appreciation that ideology does function like an artificial intelligence, it does attach itself to us, it coerces how we think, what to think, it coerces our desires, it coerces our whole processing system, it can actually function as a very effective psychological, emotional and spiritual parasite, it's only ideology, but you become, in a very real sense, ideologically infected, you're now with a virus that's made you sick, and so this is the anti-human virus that's out there right now, that's, that's where we're at, is the anti-human, can we Burn away people's humanity. If we can burn away people's humanity, we can enslave them. If people are still being humans, they're going to be fucking hard to enslave.
0: The only way that that could be possible, if it was perpetual lockdown over long, long periods of time, I think if we still have outlets to communicate, even if it may be the internet it still gives a sense of hope to allow people to naturally fall into what humans are supposed to do, which is compassionate communication. We must resist future lockdowns. We must resist
1: future lockdowns. We can't afford it. We can't afford it. We can't afford it. Can't afford it for multiple reasons in multiple ways. Um, But like, I'm I'm all for if there's a virus, people should be sensible and do uh, uh, physical distancing. But lockdowns the way we just did, if they try and do this again,
0: we have to resist. We have to resist. Yeah, looking looking back at the situation now that we're what on my end, you're I mean you're still kind of part of it, right? So on my end, it's about a month out, and I feel so good, and I feel you know, full of hope, and like i able. To, you know, I feel, I'm, I'm allowing people to feel hope. Maybe not you, Richard, but. Uh, <laughs> But I look back at my mind state, my this the state of mind that I was in even just a few months ago, and I'm like, even though I got a ton of fucking work done, and you know things grew heavily around that time period, which I don't regret by all means. It was great for work, but fucking hell was I irritable and focused on certain things that I just naturally wouldn't be focused on before. Yeah, it's um it's it's
1: it's been it's been very, very tough. I am going to Ibiza on Saturday. I will be there for a week. And then if the Czech Republic still needs me to get a blood test to come in, I will see a, a clinic in Ibiza and
0: I'll, I'll, I'll get a blood test so I can come across to the Czech Republic. And you got to get on these peer extra streams, man. People want to see what we were up to on a free time, man. i <laughs> you.
1: You make me worse. So when we, <laughs> you make me worse, I become very silly be Pierre's the sensible one when we're out together. He's like, right, okay. actually,
0: actually, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I think that, I think I, I, again, you know, I think you as cynical as you are, you still maintain a lot of hope and same here, man, because uh, even though this whole thing is happening still currently, I mean, I forget that for me, it's still, in the, it's in the past now because, you know, it's, it feels like nothing happened out here, but, what I have seen just within the last month out here does give me a lot of hope, even though I have had some run ins with a bit of crazies. Like we were talking about before, you know, when people drink or take a drug, they get possessed by a spirit. That's what happens when people drink out here, especially if they've been under lockdown. They've manifested the spirit that was in incubation for like the last four months. Then, yeah.
1: yeah, it's um, it's it's. The, the, the thing to do, the battle is gonna be around consciousness and keeping people from slipping into this anti-human way of thinking. Um, that's why I like the Pierre extra thing. Um, it's spontaneous and it's chaotic. It's not static, it's not prefabricated. So there's an aliveness there and that's what people are craving is aliveness and authenticity. I really hope that people can travel uh, fully after this. And I will be an advocate for people getting to other places in the world and seeing how other people live and, you know, getting, if you, if, if you're in a state where you're concerned with your racial or cultural or ethnic identity, if it's try and get there, man, try and go wherever you're, wherever it is, whatever's in your, I'm going, I'm going to go to all the places where I have DNA from, I'm going to go, I'm going to see the place and we're going to connect with people.
0: Sure. I, I think uh, again, back to my streams. Uh, it's it is exactly what I would be doing, even if a camera wasn't around. I, I genuinely got burnt out with YouTube in terms of the the process of polishing and editing and doing these things, or the live streams allow me to just live my life as I naturally would and have the camera there. but in return, it's doing what you' you're explaining this aliveness to the situation that allows for spontaneity to occur to see an actual reflection of real life in another country which some people have never thought about or maybe they're programmed to think that the whole world is just other third world countries that are out to human traffic and, and things of that nature but 90% of the interactions are all positive and I think a lot of people with that I've, I've people have commented to me hey Pierre I do want to travel now I've never done it before but from what I've seen like Maybe I really should get out. I didn't know that life could actually exist without the gun pointed to your face everywhere you go. There's other places where it's you know you meet people from all different backgrounds and they're all positive.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it, it's it's good, and it, it'll hit people in ways that they they can't expect, that they can't predict, and there, there'll be some of us, not everybody. I don't have hope for all of humanity. I have hope for some of humanity, pockets of resistance. Um, that's where my hope is. And it will be a good number of people and there'll be really, really good people. Um, the collective, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure about the collective how, so my friend, uh, before I came on, on this with you, uh, asked if we would talk about sex. So I have a question for you in relation to the title. How do you think that will affect people's sexual behavior, given that people have been physically distanced for so long? Do you think that people go animalistic? Or what do you think will happen
0: well people want to flip hard for sure and i think it it just really depends on how they view flipping in the first place i think people that are were naturally view it a bit more animalistically will go about it a bit more animalistically i, I dude i haven't been cat called this much in Prague in the last fucking week than i did in the whole year that i lived here man you know what I mean?
1: were they all very handsome men
0: a straight <laughs> you know, and that's not my thing. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I, well, I, I've, I've, I've wanted the same thing. Like if it's uh, to the point where I think like a couple of live streams ago, we were suggesting there could actually be a sexual revolution here. People re- this could really bring men and women back together past the ideological infection, past the hatred, uh, in a way that nothing else could have done. So the Illuminati's like this, trying to pull people apart, and then everybody just goes ka back the other way. And they go, no, actually just hanging out with each other, talking and uh, being physically present, being intimate with people is awesome. And all the shit that you are selling us does not compare. So you can take all that stuff
0: and shove it up your bottom hole. I, I will say, I have seen the general discourse change in terms of viewing just anything remotely sexual as like a inherently predatorial, dangerous thing. You know, slowly, it's slowly because There's still hints there. Even I'm still paranoid at times, mm-hmm. but generally it's a bit more loosened up or even months ago, it was inherently almost this weird, terrible thing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Maybe that's part of the change is it's gonna
1: require a bit of courage to be like, hey, I'm a heterosexual man. And I like women and I like sex.
0: That's really radical for you to say, Richard. I don't know why
1: you would say a thing like that. Be, Be, careful, man. Be We're careful. still on the internet. Be careful. They'll come for you. You fucker. Should we take questions from the nice people who are watching us?
0: Yes. Yes. Do you have to go in a, a few minutes as well? Oh, no.
1: Tonight, tonight I'm good the, uh, the group coaching sure. is, is now over. So I have time
0: okay unfortunately i will have to go in about five ten minutes because uh, i was supposed to meet somebody and i told her the time an hour before and i told, gave her the wrong time basically but yes yeah, so let's answer a few questions and then let's I'll take go. a few
1: questions then and then go yeah
0: yeah because sex is more important than the internet not that you'd be having sex with this girl platonic conversation between two lovely individuals good i'm glad that that's what's happening any questions, y'all, to ask me and Mr. Grannon? No questions. Oh, yeah, this is a good one. Um. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, everybody on my stream just screams at me to wear sunscreen all the time mm. and just makes me not want to wear sunscreen. It's so annoying when people do this, but actually when I do get a tan, that's one
1: of the reasons why I retain it because I don't like my pinkish vanilla skin burn. So I, I do wear sunscreen. Yeah. That's how I keep, I stay brown for a while.
0: Oh, nice, nice, nice. Um, what is collective consciousness and does it help? <laughs> uh, the, There's a collective
1: unconscious, which is a Jungian concept, Um, collective consciousness. I don't know really what you mean, little jiggly, Um, but possibly if many people are thinking the same thing, it would be like a Sheldrake, uh, Rupert Sheldrake morphogenetic field, and it would create a collectivity to the consciousness. Um, I don't think it would help necessarily or hinder. Uh, It depends on whether it's a helpful thought or a hindering
0: thought. Hmm. Okay, yeah, I think it depends on where the moral standard every if if everybody was collectively in the same conscious space, which is, I'm assuming that's what you mean, it depends on what everybody's moral standard is, because you can use that collective consciousness for evil too as well as good. Mm-hmm. How do you think uh, things will change for housebound people now? Others know what it's like.
1: Uh, I don't think. It will change at all. I don't. I don't think uh, people would think about that unless they were told to think about it, or they knew somebody who was who was housebound. I don't think people are automatically going to be like, "Oh, life is really sucky for housebound people. Let's do something for them." There would need to be something that causes them to to change. I think.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, um, even through my optimistic lens, I could overshoot thinking that everybody will come out of the lockdown completely introspective and making vital life decisions for the positive. It turns out some people just become bigger assholes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go with a few more here, maybe one or two. Um, How did you both experience the lockdown?
1: Well, I, I was, I mean, personally, I was recovering from a pretty invasive surgery to my knee, so I couldn't have been doing much anyway. Um, mm. and, and then I just trained, I was focused on training. I got my book written it's with the publishers. I spoke to the publishers yesterday. I took it as like a personal development,
0: uh, bootcamp and I treated it like that. Yeah. I got a lot of practical material based stuff done. I got a lot of work done and things grew materialistically. In that case, spiritually, I was definitely dwindling. I didn't even realize it at the time, you know? Uh, maybe actually, no, I think I grew there too. I think I grew quite a bit during the lockdown. I don't think it did that that terrible to me. Uh, maybe uh, you weren't,
1: Maybe you weren't focusing on it, but the stuff that you were focusing on maybe has made you mature.
0: Yeah, 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 that's a good way to put it. All right, last one here, Jackie. Do you think things will go all the way back to how it was, or are we forever changed? It, uh, the, you can't put the toothpaste back into the tube now. No, there's no going back to the way it was. Yeah, I think uh, the the world events that have happened in the last three months was more than we've mostly experienced in, in our entire lifetimes, right? mm-hmm. mm-hmm yeah for what the three three or four generations that exist right now something like that uh yeah probably well two two generations yeah like our
1: our grandparents were went through world war ii which was pretty big shake up but um in our parents lifetimes you know uh depending on where they're from there's not been much
0: i think yeah at this point something has to change definitely if that the magnitude of the events occurred like are as big as they were Mm. all right my friend shout out to potent potent he's potent um wow great discussion as always my friend enjoyed that and i hope that you have
1: another intellectually stimulating discussion with whoever you're going to meet now
0: of course only platonically only intellectual discussions richard that's all i do now
1: namaste motherfuckers
0: namaste bitches i'll see you guys later (laughs) bye